your hands together for Jesus, the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords. The joy in our soul, it's not about the food on the table, it's not about the clothes on our body, it's not about the car we drive, it's not about the food we eat, it's not about the postal code where we live, it's about Jesus, the giver of joy, the mover of mountains, the way maker, the promise keeper, the one that says our tomorrow will be better than today. Let's give him all the praise. Shout hallelujah. Amen. Tell somebody, check me out tomorrow. Say, check me out tomorrow. If your neighbor is not looking at you in the eyes, look for somebody that will look at you eyeball to eyeball. And say, I say, check me out tomorrow. By this time tomorrow, I am bigger. I am better. I'm more beautiful. I'm even more adorable. I am going higher into the glory ahead shout hallelujah amen father we just want to thank you you are the lord we give you praise we give you adoration thank you for this weekend it's such a glorious weekend father nobody can tell us that you are here we can see it we can feel it we smell it we can touch it your presence is so mighty and Lord, we just adore you. We exalt you in the name of Jesus. Father, if we close here and now, you have already done exceedingly abundantly above. Right from the time we started, Lord Almighty, you've been blessing us. Oh Lord Almighty, that which you have done, that which we have already received, it is permanent in the name of Jesus. And that which we are going to receive even now, Father Lord, you will make it permanent in our lives in the name of Jesus. Oh Lord, we exalt you. Father, use me as a vessel of honor. Use me as your oracle. No word of flesh, no word of man. Lord, every word that we proceed from this altar will be from your throne. The power of the Holy Ghost, oh God, will back up your word. And at the end of this ministration, each and every one of us will step into the glory ahead, into the better tomorrow. Our eating man, oh God, would have been edified and energized unto good works in the name of Jesus. Thank you. Father, in Jesus' mighty name we prayed. Amen. Put your hands together for Jesus, everybody in the house. Hallelujah. We may please be seated majestically. Amen. The women in the house, I salute. My fellow sisters, mothers, wives, career women, business women, drivers, teachers, coaches, uh, cook, uh, decorators. Can I go on? All the sisters, I salute you. Thank you for the good work. Thank you for keeping the, the homes that the Lord has committed into our hands. And for our sisters that are waiting on the Lord for their homes, it's going to come. And just like we prayed this morning, it will be heaven on earth in your home in the name of Jesus. And to our men, our crown, our husbands, we salute. We salute. We pay obeisance to you all. You are wonderful. We honor you. We honor you. You are our head. You know, we cannot take that position. We are good as, as the neck because we know we, as, as the neck, we can turn you everywhere we want. So we want you to remain the head. So we respect you. We honor you. Thank you for taking care of all the ladies in the house. May the Lord continue to promote you all in Jesus' name. And our children, our children, the Bible says, as arrows are in the hands of a mighty man, so are the children of the righteous. Blessed is he that has a squiver full of them. And I see that in Rehoboth, our quiver is full of them. And these children, they will fulfill destiny. They will make it to the top. They will be celebrated in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. The Lord has done wonderful things this weekend. Honestly, God has done it all. I remember the song that says, The Lord has done it all, nothing remaineth. 
Jesus has done it all. Nothing remaineth. There is nothing more to say today, honestly, because God has done it all. When our teacher for the Sunday school started, he preached the first half of the message. Then when the choir came in and, you know, the drama, in fact, the drama, they preached the second part of the message. You know, so I sat there, I said, God, you have just confirmed your word. And the word of the Lord will yet uh, be manifest in our lives in Jesus' mighty name. This morning, the Lord gave me two scriptures for somebody here. And if there's nobody here that needs that scripture, then I believe that the scripture is for me. There is an impression in my heart that two scriptures and whoever is receiving that message please when you read it in king james version go again and read it in the message translation the first scripture is psalm 23 psalm 23 verse 1 to 6 the second scripture is daniel chapter 12 daniel chapter 12 verse 3 and verse 13 daniel chapter 12 verse 3 and verse 13. Go and read that scripture. And the person that it belongs to, the Lord is going to minister to you in the way he wants you to receive that message. And when you get that message, make sure you hang on to it. Hang on to it in every situation. And you will testify, I will testify before the end of the month in Jesus' mighty name. This weekend, our Theme is the hidden man of the heart. The hidden man of the heart. In every human being, everybody you see, we are, we are, we are tripartite. We are made up of spirit, soul, and body. So the man you see, the woman you see, we are more than this body that is standing here. There is a man in the inside that controls or should control everything about us. And that's why the Bible said in the scripture we read, 1 Peter 3, 1 to 4, that we wives, it says you wives, submit to your husband so that if any are disobedient to the word, they may be won without a word by our behaviors as they observe our chaste and respectful behavior. And it went on and on like that. And then in, it says our adornment must not be merely external. It's not in the braiding of hair. It's not in our wig. It's not in our makeup. Our adornment is not in the gold and the jewelry or the clothes that we put on. But it says it must be that hidden man. Amen. That hidden man, the person of the heart with the imperishable, imperishable clothes will perish. Jewelries will fade. You know, our hairdo will, will wear out. But there is an inner man that is imperishable. Quality of a gentle and quiet spirit. And which is the one that is precious in the sight of God. The older women, they put on this inner man. And they were successful. And if God made those women of old, our mothers and fathers of, I mean, our mothers of old, and even fathers of old to be successful, we will be successful in this journey, in this responsibility, in this ministry of motherhood, in Jesus' mighty name. And if you go to verse 6, which we didn't read, then he went to the husbands, and he enjoyed the husband. Husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church, just like the drama modeled for us. Praise the name of the Lord. Today, we are going to uh, use a woman that I think modeled this uh, uh, perfection of the inner man modeled it very well because she, she, she's qualified you know to, to be discussed today because she occupied all the positions we think we occupy as women this woman you know she in her days she was a wife she was uh, a mother she was a judge she was a prophetess you can imagine you know she was doing all her duties as a woman of God. So we are going to look at Deborah as a study of the Eden man of the earth. You know, we have read um, our other scripture in 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 1 to 4. Sisters and every uh, 
man in the house and our children. If we go to the book of Judges and we read, we're not going to read it now, but when we get home, let's carefully read Judges chapter 4 and chapter 5. In Judges chapter 4, the Bible says that, you know, after Heud, when he died, after, you know, leading the children of Israel, when he, when he died, you know, the king Jabin took over as the Canaanite king and he oppressed the Israelites. He was a mean man. He punished the children of Israel. But it came to a point that the Lord needed to raise up somebody to deliver his people. And you know what? God looked in the whole of the people of Israel and he found a woman. Praise the Lord. He found a woman. He found Deborah. The Bible made us understand that Deborah led the people of Israel to victory over the armies of the Canaanite general Caesarea. General Caesarea went to battle, but Deborah led the people as a woman and she won. And in Judges chapter 5, Deborah and Barak, General Barak, who was, you know, the general of the Israelites, they sang a victory song. Why? Because God gave them the victory that they needed over the Canaanites. Praise the name of the Lord. So, when we look at the story of Deborah as a woman that had control, that the Lord helped her Eden man, we could see that Deborah, in her days, she was answerable to God. Any woman in the house, even any man in the house that has a Deborah spirit, is a man and a woman that knows that they are answerable only to God. She's, she, Deborah was a type of bride of Christ. We talked about that this morning, that we need to get ourselves ready as the bride of the Lord. Deborah was a type of the bride of Christ because of her submission. The Lord expects us as this bride to submit to him, just like we had in Sunday school today. Deborah submitted as a type of Christ. Deborah was a woman with, with action. She was not just a woman full of words. She wasn't a talkative. She was a woman filled with actions. Our words were infused with divine power and authority. My sisters, mothers in the house, great women of virtue, the wives in the house, ladies in the house, we should be women that are full of virtue. Our words must be infused with power and authority. We must not be carnal women. We must be women that will go to the gate and we will tell the enemy, you have come this far. You are going no further. Take your hands off my husband. Take your hands off my children. Take your hand off our destiny. I put you where you belong and I'm advancing and if you dare try devil to come near here, fire of the Holy Ghost is going to burn you. That is the kind of woman that the Lord wants to make us. So, sisters, our success is dependent. If we want to become this kind of woman, our success is dependent on the health of our spirit man. Tell somebody the health of your spirit man is important. The health of your spirit man is important. When the Bible says our adornment should not be wearing of apparel, it means that let it not be your focus. Let it not be that we will spend hours before the mirror and just minutes or seconds before the master. Don't spend hours before the mirror and minutes before the master. You know what happens a lot of times? It is the beauty inside that reflects on the outside. Some people, they don't do makeup. They don't do powder like me. You know, but when they step out, you can see glory all over them. Because the inner man is well taken care of. They feed their inner man with balanced diet. They are not just neglecting the woman inner man. This is the kind of person the Lord wants us to become. Amen. We must take care of our spirit, of our soul, of our body. Because if we take care of one and neglect the other, there is going to be trouble. If you are just feeding the spirit man and you don't nourish the body, 
you are not going to look good. If you are feeding the body and you do not take care of your soul, the center of your thoughts, nothing is going to come together. Some people, when you see them, the problem that they are facing is not with their physical body. It's not even because God is not helping them. It's because the mind, the soul, the seat of thought is very, very negative. So we must be balanced, praise the Lord. And the question is, how do we take care of this Eden man? For those who are here at the Sunday school, it was already said, number one, how do we take care? Prayer and fasting. Prayer and fasting. Mark chapter 9, verse 29. And he said unto them, this kind can come forth by nothing, but by prayer and fasting. It doesn't go out ordinarily. The things you see, the experiences you go through, maybe in your marriage, maybe in your career, maybe in your business, maybe in the lives of the children, or in your siblings or your parents. It's not ordinary. It's not going to come out by just saying, ah, Satan, just go out. Oh. No, there are some powers that need a lot more than just speaking. It requires prayer. It requires fasting. You know, the Bible says, who of you? We want to go into the house of a strong man and you will not count the cost and you will not get yourself ready because the strong man is not joking, he's not kidding, he's not just going to wait and allow you to, you know, tread over him. That's why he's called a strong man. Principalities and powers, rulers of the darkness of this world, witches and wizards. Some of us are in Canada and we think we don't have witches in Canada. We think there are no wizards in Canada. We think there are no principalities in Canada. Canada. I beg to tell you that because we think there are not, they work in subtle ways that you will think things are okay. But if the Lord opens the eyes of your spirit, if you become very sensitive in the inner man, you will know that no, 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 no. This is not ordinary. What my wife is doing, this is not ordinary. What my husband is trying to do is not ordinary. Where these children are treading is not ordinary. And you know what? Without even speaking to anybody. You go into your closet to the God that created you and you settle your case. The things that we see on the physical, we settle it in the spiritual. People see the testimony, but somebody paid the price. Fasting and prayers. Esther chapter 4 verse 16. Esther told Mordecai, go, gather together all the Jews that are present in Shushan, fast for me, and neither eat nor drink three days, night or day. I will also, and my maidens, we will fast likewise, and so we will go unto the king, which is not according to the law, and if I perish, I perish. But I tell you, brethren, there is no man or woman that stands before the king of kings and you settle your matter when you go to face the enemy. You do not perish, but the devil is conquered. You come out a victor. You come out smiling. You come out with joy in your heart. Why? Because the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. They are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations, and every Every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. In the name of our Lord Jesus, I declare any weapon that any man born of a woman, any woman born of a woman has fashioned against you, against your career, against your dignity, against your life, against your marriage, against your family. In the name of Jesus, they crumble right now in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Dear sisters and brothers in the house, our husbands, our sons and daughters, prayer is not an elective. Prayer is essential because prayer is effective. Hallelujah. It's not an elective. It's not if I like, I pray. If I don't like, you know, if I like, I wake up midnight and pray. No, 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 no. The devil doesn't sleep. He doesn't sleep. He doesn't sleep. That's why the Bible says, while men slept, the enemy is so tired. While men slept, the enemy came to steal your marriage. While men slept, the enemy is coming to confuse the heart of your children. While men slept, the enemy is trying to bring shame to you. Instead of glory and honor. It is in the place of sleeping. We will not sleep the sleep of death in the mighty name of Jesus. 
In 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 7, the Bible says to this end, all things is as hand, but be ye therefore sober and watch unto prayer. We need to be prayerful. We need to be prayerful. Prayer power is power in the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. How do we take care of our inner man? Feed on the word of God. Amen. Feed on the word of God. Amen. I remember when I was in, 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 in college, my, one of my professors, his slang, he said every morning for his children, he tell them NB and they respond MB. When he says NB, they respond NB. They get the message. No Bible, no breakfast. NB, they say MB. Everybody knows that you must read your Bible before breakfast is served. Let us feed on the word of God. Brothers and sisters, the Bible, the 66 books of the Bible is made for you. It is a written letter, a life letter for you. The Bible is given to me. It's my scroll. It is your scroll. You have to make it personal so that when the accuser of brethren comes and he tells you that, uh uh, you, you are not going to make it. You know, you are going to fail. You will tell him, mm, 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 don't even go there. It is written. The Bible says, I am the head and not the tail. I am above and not beneath. And if he tells us that our children will not make it or they will end up up in jail. I tell him just be quiet for a little second because the word of the Lord says that my children shall be taught of the Lord and great shall be their peace. Hallelujah. And when the Bible says that my home is not going to prosper, I can go to the devil and say no weapon formed against this marriage will prosper. And I can tell him that you know what? Right now in the name of of the Lord. Pack your baggage, pack your load, pack everything that you have done. I will open my front door and I say out through this door. Don't come back here again because the King of Kings is seated in this home. The Lord of Lords is the master right here. The word of God. Sisters, make it personal. Make it personal. Write it on flashcards. Put it on your dashboard. Put it in your Bible. Put it in your purse. Paste it on the wall. So that everywhere you are, the word of God, you are looking at it in your face. And if doubt ever comes, you are going to say, this is what the word of God says. This is what the word of God says. This is what the word of God says. Do you know sometimes the enemy comes and he tells you you are ugly? You can bring to him Psalm 50 verse 2 that says, out of Zion, out of Ebon, is the perfection of beauty. God has shined. Who is it that saith a thing and it cometh to pass when the Lord has not commanded. God has said concerning you that we are fearfully and wonderfully made. First Peter chapter 2 verse 9. We are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, an holy nation, a peculiar people. We are called out of darkness to show forth the praises of God because he has called us out of darkness into his marvelous light. Who is it? That will tell your son and daughter that they are ugly. That they are not going to amount to anything. We render it null and void. Because the word of the Lord says our tomorrow is better than what we are seeing now. In the mighty name of Jesus. Hosea chapter 4 verse 6 says my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. The reason why the devil tells us to and fro is because we don't know the word. Amen. Make the word of God personal. Make it personal. Make it personal. Make it personal. There was a day in my life that I was being bombarded in my thoughts. And all I could do was just print out scriptures. And I pasted scriptures everywhere that I know that I normally go. Everywhere. I put scripture on my wall. By the side I sleep. I put scriptures where I have my laptop. And up till today I still have scriptures. And I have quotes right there. I put it everywhere. I have it on flashcards in my Bible. I wrote prayer 
flyers on, fly, on, 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 on and I printed them out in my Bible. I have scriptures in the car. So whichever one the enemy is wants to bring, when I am in a situation, I pull out my flashcard and I say, no, no, no. This is what the Lord of God says and this is what I believe. It helps us to have God in our spirit man so that when the devil comes, just like he did Jesus, when our Sunday school teacher told us, he just finished fasting and the devil came. And how did Jesus defeat him? The word. The word. The word of God. The enemy cannot stand and face it. It is the word of God. It is the word of God. God said, I honor my word more than my name. You can take the word of God to the bank. You can take the word of God, believe it as it is. No matter how foolish it is that you are reading, it doesn't make sense. Believe it. Feed on the word of God. Ephesians chapter 6 verse 17 says, Take up the elements of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Amen. The word of God is needful. How do we take care of our eating man, my sisters and all our husbands and all the youths, young adults and children in the house? Have a heart of gratitude. Amen? Say, have a heart of gratitude. Tell somebody in everything, give thanks. You know, joy is not the absence of pain or trials or temptations. Joy is just the fact that we believe that our God is able to do exceedingly abundantly above. Joy means that what Philippians 1 verse 6 said that, you know, the God that started a good work in us will finish it. We believe it. That is what gives us joy. Whether I have a new car, whether I do not have a house, just like the song the choir sang, whether there is food on the table or there is no food on the table, it does not affect my joy. Happiness is based on happenings. Oh, I got promoted. I'm happy. It does, it lasts, you know, for just a short time. But joy wells up from the abundance inside. The Bible says that with joy, you withdraw water from the well of salvation. Amen. Amen. No matter what you are facing, my sister, let your joy not be tampered with. I will not allow my joy to be tampered with. Revelation chapter 7 verse 12 said, saying amen, saying amen, blessing and glory and wisdom and thanksgiving and honor and power and might be unto our God forever and ever. You will never see somebody that is thankful, that always have a heart of gratitude that will ever be sad. That will ever be sad. I had to learn that from my husband. You know, I'm this, I was before that it's only when things are happening that I say, okay, God is doing it. And when it's not happening, it's like, ah, God, what have I done now? You know? But sometimes my husband comes in, and you just see him beaming. You just see him smiling. Inside me, I'll say, ah, God, thank you. Maybe something nice has happened. And then he comes sometimes, and he's like, my, I have, you know, God did something great today. You know, God did something wonderful. And all that, and I'm expecting to say, oh, maybe he got this contract, or maybe something nice, or, you know. And then he will say, you know what? I I just I went out today and I met this man and uh, he greeted me I greeted him we smiled we gisted and God brought me back home safely and when he's, he's like is that all and he's like yes I came back home safely and he's like that's all mine and he's like yes and he's like and that's the reason why you you come in and you are dancing and you are yeah and he's like mine is that not <laughs> is that not enough to thank the Lord before I used to worry, I will worry about everything. When he is sleeping, I will wake him. I mind you are sleeping. You are, how, can, how can you sleep? When all these things are there, once he put his head on the pillow, he will sleep. Then God had to talk to me. That don't kill yourself oh, before your time. You know, if this man can sleep, we are in this trouble together. And he's the head of the family. I'm not the head. Why must I neck carry the problem of the head when the head himself is resting? Praise the Lord. Ah, ah. So if he sleeps, eh, hey, let me just sleep too. Because, you know, eh, they say everything rise and fall on the head. So 
I will be praying for him that if he can sleep, then I can sleep. That is what God, God wants us to appreciate little, little things. It's not until I buy that new car that I have to be grateful. It's not until my daughter or my son or my husband is promoted to the prime minister that I have to be gratitude. Let's go out and appreciate the sunlight. Let's go out, appreciate the rainbow. Let's go out and see the sunset. Just walk on the street, especially in this cold time, and just breathe in the freshness of the air. Because for those of us that came from areas where the air is not fresh, let's enjoy the freshness of the air. When you go out in the morning and you smell fresh air, you know you smell it. You can, you can say, I, I can touch. This is fresh air. You don't need to cover your nose. You don't need to run past anything. Let's appreciate everything that the Lord has given to us. Sir, husband, appreciate your wife. She may not be there yet. She may not be the perfect woman you want her to be. She may not be a perfectionist like some of us. She may not be able to organize the kitchen the way you want it. Because you grew up in a home where mommy taught you how to do everything well. But this woman is coming from another background. Could you please appreciate that part of her? Because no matter who she is, she is complimenting you. And wives, can we please appreciate our husbands? It does not matter what they do, what they do not do. Bible did not say submit to your husband. If only he's able to provide this and that. Submit to him. If only he has a job and you are not the one leading the, I mean, taking care of the financial that is not what the Bible says. The Bible says, wives, submit unto your husband. Praise the Lord. Let us do what the word, you know, appreciate the, the, your, your spouse. See the little, little things in your children. See their peculiarity. Appreciate them. Don't compare one child to another. You may have three of them. The three of them may not, you know, behave the same way. Appreciate the peculiarity in each of those children. Don't tell him, don't, can't you see your brother? He's always scoring 90s. You, you are always 50s, 50s, 50s. What is wrong with you? Will you not? No, 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 no. Don't do that. If we do that, we will cause sibling rivalry. Appreciate them for who they are. And make the person doing well to support the one that is not doing well. If you are going to put the one not doing well in Kumon, put the one that is doing well in Kumon. Let them go together. Let them know that we are in this together. And it is either we live or we die. But we are going to succeed. Praise the name of the Lord. Appreciate what we do not deserve that the Lord gives unto us. Praise the name of the Lord. How do we take care of our inner man? Daily receive a fresh dose of the Holy Spirit. Every day receive a fresh dose of the Holy Spirit. In fact, I've made it an habit now. In a day, I will make sure I speak in tongues for nothing less than 30 minutes. Sometimes when I'm praying, I don't even want to speak English. I don't even want to say, God, give me this. Because I know if I cover it up with the Holy Ghost tongue, it, 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 it is settled. Make sure you speak. Soak yourself with the power of the Holy Ghost. Encourage every member of the family to receive the power of the Holy Ghost. Acts chapter 10 verse 38 says how God anointed Jesus Christ of Nazareth with what? Holy Ghost and what? And with that, what did he do? He went about doing good, healing all that were oppressed of the devil for God is with him. Put your name where Jesus' name is and read it. How God anointed Abel of Ottawa, with the Holy Ghost and with power. Put the name of your husband. How God anointed Pastor Michael with the Holy Ghost and power. Put the names of your children. Let's appropriate the scripture. Let's take it for ourselves. It is for our daily use. It's a daily dose. Speak in tongues every day. It is the language of the spirit and signs and wonders will follow us. You can also write down Jude chapter 1 verse 20, Acts chapter 1 verse 8. And number 5, how do we take care of our eating man? And every woman in this house and every man in this house, we must learn this. Choose your battles so you do not wear out. Choose your battles. You don't have to answer every question. 
We don't have to be everywhere, just like we were taught yesterday. We don't have to go to every you know, party in town. We don't have to be everybody's friend. We don't have to be a, a people pleaser. Once our lives pleases God, the Bible says he makes the enemies to be at peace with us. Praise the Lord. Choose your battles so you don't wear out. Exodus chapter 14, verse 13 to 14. Exodus 14, 13 to 14. Moses said unto the people, fear ye not. And I say to every family in robot assembly today, I speak to every sister, every mother, every wife, every business owner, every career woman, every, every, every teacher, every husband, every man, every head in the house, every coach, every mentor, every youth and young adult, every teenager, every toddler, every preteen, I speak in the name of Jesus. Stand still. See the salvation of the Lord, which he will show you today. Amen. He will show you that salvation today. For the Egyptians, the troubles, the trials, the heartache, the shame, the disgrace, the displeasure, oh, the difficulty, the joblessness, the barrenness that you have seen today, you will see no more forever. Verse 14 says, the Lord will fight for you and you will hold your peace. Hallelujah. And I declare to somebody today, the Lord will fight for you and you will hold your peace. I don't know the battle of life that is facing you right now. And you are panicking. You are so afraid. It seems like will shame come? Remember the woman with the issue of blood. You thought that shame will come. But when she met Jesus, shame didn't come. How do we apply this to Deborah? How are we saying that we want to use her as a case study of the woman that took care of the eating man? When we do all this, when we pray and fast, when we make the word of the Lord personal, when we speak the language of the Spirit by praying in the Holy Ghost, when we have attitude of gratitude and when we learn to choose our battles, then God takes us a step further and we emerge. Amen. We become who God created us to be. Number one, we become a rare combination. Hallelujah. Can't you imagine? Women, we are rare combination. That's why it seems like sometimes people don't understand us. Men, if you think you don't understand your wife too much, it's because she's a rare combination. Women are wired differently. We are wired in such a way that we will do 10, 12 things, 15 things at the same time. And we will not forget where we stopped in number one, where we need to continue in number four, where we have not started number 10, and where we are just right in the middle of number nine. And everybody is... You know, pulling you left and right, and you are able to do everything. How did Deborah do this? If you see Judges chapter 4, verse 4, the Bible says, And Deborah, a prophetess, the wife of Lapidus, she judged Israel at that time. When Pastor took us in workers' meeting, he said, Don't feel, because sometimes we always feel, ah, it's too much for me. I'm just too busy. I do this, I do this, all this work in the church. God do not use idle people, as Pastor told us. He uses busy people. Deborah was a busy woman. You think it was George in Israel. And the Bible says daily she was under the tree of Deborah, judging the matters in Israel. Yet she was a wife. And are a prophetess. She has to attend to the things of God. My sisters in the house and all the brothers in the house, God raised Deborah, a woman of great courage, to be a wife, a prophetess, and a judge. You have been raised. You are a woman of great courage. You are a woman of grace. I like it. The name here is Good Women of Grace. And what is grace? Unmerited favor. Grace allows you to do what ordinarily your own capacity or capability or ability or wisdom or knowledge or education cannot allow you to do. Grace of God is released and we are able to do it. You are a rare combination. So my sisters and my brothers, I want to encourage us. Let go of who you think you are. 
let go of who you think you are supposed to be and embrace who you are. Amen. Let go of who you think you are supposed to be. Some women will say, I'm just an ordinary housewife. No, you are not ordinary. And to those women that have left their career on the side to take care of their godly seed, I give you honor and we celebrate you today because you are taking care of the destinies of tomorrow. You will not regret it in Jesus' name. You will not regret it in Jesus' name. For the men that left their big, big, positions back home wherever you, we have come from to bring the family to Canada because you know there is a better uh, opportunity for them here and now you go and work in warehouse, you work in a uh, Walmart or you work in Tim Hortons and people that are not even up to the age of your firstborn, we talk to you anyhow, just wait is a matter of time, you are going to be seated and be decorated because the Bible says that a man that is well honored you will sit with the enemies at the gate your time to sit with the enemies at the gate is coming where you will point at your son and say that one is my own too is a doctor you will point at your son that one is my own too is a pastor you will point at your son that one is my own too is contesting to be the president and then would you not forget all the times of pain would you not forget the days that you worked at the warehouse? Payback time is coming. Payback time is coming. My brothers and sisters, we are eagles. Eagles soar. Eagles are focused. Eagles are determined. Eagles have strong vision. That was why Deborah could perform. Number two, when we have taken care of our inner man, we become a landmark for generations. Amen? We become a landmark for generations. We become a landmark. You want me to stop? If you want me to stop, just tell me. Okay. We become a landmark for generations. Praise the name of the Lord. Judges 4 5. They said, Deborah dwelt under the palm tree of Deborah. Under the palm tree of Deborah. The Bible tells us in Psalm 92, Psalm 92, verse 12 to 15, the righteous shall flourish like a palm tree. He shall grow like a cedar in Lebanon. Those that are planted in the house of the Lord, they will flourish in the courts of our God. They shall bring forth fruit in old age. They shall be fat and flourishing so that they will show that the Lord is upright. He is my rock and there is no unrighteousness with him. You become a landmark for generations. You, be, you leave legacy. You have influence. You become fearless. You go about with wisdom. My brothers and sisters, Robert Assembly, legacy is not only what you leave for people, it is what you leave in people. What legacy are you leaving in that sister, that brother, that son and daughter that the Lord has given unto you? What legacy? What legacy? What legacy? When you are no more here, what will people say about you? When you leave that place of work, what will them say of you? Who will be able to say, I miss sister Olu, because when she was here, every morning, that smile, it gives me hope for tomorrow. Who will say that I miss Brother Jonathan? Because just the pat on the back, and it does not say more than, it is well. Legacy is not only leaving money for our children. What do we leave in them? Do you leave the word of God in them? Do you leave them with prayers? My mom passed in 2016. 15, but till, till day we talk about her. She left us a legacy of service to God, a legacy of prayer, a legacy of dedication to the things of God. Let's do the same, sisters. Somebody prayed for you. Who are you praying for? Somebody invested in you. Who are you investing in? Leave a landmark for generation. And finally, when you take care of the eating man, and this, I will give it to our husbands, you will become a torch and a flame for another. You will become a torch and a flame for another. If you read Genesis, I mean, Judges chapter 4, verse 4, the Bible says that Deborah, a prophetess, the wife of Lapidoth, she judged Israel at that time. That was the only time we heard about Lapidoth. 
Deborah, the wife of Lapidot. You know what Lapidot did? Lapidot invested in his wife. Lapidot knew that this woman is a leader. This woman is going to be able to help. Lapidot was not insecure to allow Deborah to go. Lapidot knew that if Deborah does this thing that other people cannot do, she's going to do it well. I beg of you, our, 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 uh, our husbands, just like we saw in the drama, the men knew that they needed to help their wives. They took over the kitchen. They did the cooking. They did the cleaning. If you are endowed with that grace, you know how to organize more than your wife. You know how to clean. And she knows how to cook. Why don't we share the responsibility? You clean, she cooks, division of labor, everybody will be happy. Praise the Lord. If you are the man that knows, you know, how to connect places, how you can help her, you know, even with her, with her dressing, you are good with colors and everything, please go ahead and help your wife. Husbands, let's invest in our wives. To the glory of God, I can say that for me to be able to stand and preach is the investment of my husband. When we first started, if he says, mine, you are preaching, ah. I will beg him, I will kneel down, I will cry. I will say, you want to embarrass me? You want to disgrace me? Even if they are sharing it, they won't give it to me. I don't know Bible. I don't because he knows the scripture. So whenever he's there, what will I say when Pastor Michael is sitting down? What do I want to say? I don't know scriptures. He will say, man, you are the one ministry. I will beg him. I will say, I will say if you want me to give you, you know, a summary of outline, how you can prepare your messages, I will do that for you. I can sit down and discuss it with you, but you are the one preaching. And of course, I will sweat, I will fast, I will pray, I will look for opportunities to say, hey, you see what that brother said yesterday? That's why it's good for you to preach. It, it won't be good for me to say it. You say, go and say it anyhow. Investment. Investment. Husbands, invest in your wives. Bring out the Deborah in her. Bring out the beauty in her. Bring out the flame in her. And to the wives, I say, invest in the things that makes your husband happy. Invest in him. Invest in his position. Invest in his job. Invest in everything he does. He doesn't have to be a perfect man. But as long as he's a man of God, he's a man of honor, please, let's invest in what makes them happy. Go all the way to help him to make sure that he is not put to shame. The enemies want to laugh at him. The enemies want to make him feel less of himself. When he gets home, just like the Pastor Titilaya told us yesterday, crown him the king. Make him know that there is nobody like him. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Does it mean we don't have misunderstandings? We do. I still have misunderstandings with my husband. But it doesn't take the fact that he's still my husband. The Lord had to bring us to a place to learn how to do this. Proverbs chapter 31 verse 23. The Bible says that the virtuous woman, she makes her husband known at the gates. And for the husbands too, let your wife be known at the gates. Parents, let your children be known at the gates. Fan out the flames in one another. Friend, let that your friend be known at the gates celebrate your friend if your friend is good at something anywhere you go introduce your friend as in oh my you know you need to you need to get in touch with her you know when she makes anything for you even if she has flaws when she makes you a skirt she will do it good you need to fan out a flame even when she's feeling that she's not good enough, when you praise her, when you praise him, when you praise them, you see everybody doing well. Everybody loves to be praised. Nobody wants to be condemned. Let us fan out the flame in one another. And as we do this, you know, God is going to take us to places that we do not even uh, think about. How will this happen? inner man. Let's take care of our spirit man. Let's take care of that which matters. Let's take care of it. How do we take care of it? We just, we mentioned five points. Number one, how do we take care of our eating man? Fasting and prayer. Number two, the word of God. Make it personal. Make it personal. In fact, I, uh, uh, dramatize it. Dramatize it. You know, do it in such a way that the enemy knows you understand what he is saying. Number three, 
the heart of gratitude. Appreciate God for that sister. We don't have to be perfect before we appreciate ourselves. Appreciate, you know, that brother that put yellow on, on, on orange. Appreciate him. Appreciate that sister that doesn't know color combination. Appreciate. Appreciate the person that does not know how to speak good English. I always tell people this. Before, I didn't know how to speak English. God taught me. God taught me. God taught me. God taught me. Don't laugh at anybody. We are all going to emerge. Number four. Getting a fresh dose of the Holy Ghost. And number five. Choose your battles. Choose your battles. Know when to, to be quiet. Don't answer. Even with the children, choose your battles. If it's the children, choose your battles. Shall we rise up? And shall we begin to commit ourselves into the hands of God? I'm sure that God has ministered to us today. I'm sure that we have been blessed. I'm sure that God is going to ignite the spirit of a man and a woman here. I want you to pray and tell the Lord and say, Father, take care of my Eden man. Lord, I commit myself unto you today. Lord, I ask in your name, let there be revival in my body, in my spirit, and in my soul. In the name of Jesus, empower me to be active in the things of the spirit. I believe we are praying. Let us tell the Lord, empower me to be active in the things of the spirit. Oh, Lord. In my life, help me to fulfill the purpose of my creation. In the mighty name of our Lord Jesus, make me, oh God, to fan out the flame in another. Make me to fan out the flame in my husband, my wife, my friend, my brothers, my sisters, my neighbor. Let me ignite their touch. Enable me, empower me with fire to renew me in my inner man. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. But adventure, there is anybody here and you do not know Jesus. The starting point is to have a relationship with Christ. Or if you know Jesus and you backslided, or the burdens of life is just too much for you and you think you can't go on anymore, you are about to give up. Can you please come to the altar? Can you please come and pray to the Lord? Can you please come and renew your strength with this God? Because he's the only one. Can you come join me over here at the altar? If you know you are tired, you are tired, you are weak, you are worn, and you think, I can't do this anymore. The work is just too much for me. And all you have backslided. All you have not even started at all the Christian journey. You don't even know how to take care of your inner man. Is there anybody like that in the house? Anybody? Anybody that wants to come? to the altar to give your life to Jesus to ask him to come into your life and be your Lord and personal Savior anybody like that anybody in the name of Jesus let's just wave our hands to the Lord this afternoon and praise the name of the Lord and worship him in the beauty of his holiness let's give him glory let's give him praise let's give him honor let's give him adoration in the mighty name of Jesus the Lord is good his mercies endures forever his truth to all generations in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, everlasting Father. Blessed be your name, O God.